Well, thanks so much for joining me here on Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagonblast. Next month, there is going to be a walk around Nomahegan Park. It is for mental health. And I'm joined today by a couple of folks from the Mental Health Association in New Jersey. One is Bob Clay. He is the vice president and chief operating officer. And the other is Jill Schlossberg. She is the director in Hudson and Union Counties. Jill, Bob, welcome to Cranford Radio. Thank you for the opportunity. Bob, why don't we start off by you telling us a little bit what the Mental Health Association in New Jersey is all about. You're a guest probably way back in around 2014, 2015. So I doubt too many people remember that earlier interview. So even if somebody does, you can kind of give us a little bit of a refresher course. I'll be happy to. Well, Mental Health Association of New Jersey is an advocacy organization. We've been around for about 78 years. And our focus is on folks with mental illness and substance use and the problems they have in the community. We try to focus on empowering people. Our thoughts are we need to educate folks, provide access to services, information, and really engage people in understanding that recovery is possible, that there is help out there. And we like to be the the conduit between people who need help and the help that's out there in the community. I should mention, for those who don't know, Bob and I were classmates in Cranford High School, the class of 1974. So Bob has a strong Cranford connection. Does that play any role in the fact that this walk is going to be taking place in Nomahegan Park? Well, I grew up on Doring Way, which was just three blocks away from the park. That's where I learned how to uh, fish for sunnies. That was the fish that were in the, in the, in the <laughs> pond there. Played baseball and did other things there. And when we were looking for a great place to do a walk, you know, a nice place where that has the recreational material areas to go and close to uh, our offices here in Springfield. We thought this would be a great opportunity. Uh, and this is about the fifth or sixth year I think we've used Nomahegan Park, and it's been a great experience. You know, Cranford is such a great town and such an involved community that we feel that uh, the more that we can get connected to the town, give people an opportunity to come to the walk, experience getting some information and, and focusing on things of wellness and recovery and making people feel good about themselves. It's a great opportunity to connect with a great town. Jill, let me ask you a little bit about what kinds of services the Mental Health Association in New Jersey offers in Union County. Obviously, the organization is a statewide organization, but you have a focus on both Union and Hudson County. So tell me a little bit about what you do here in Union County, if you would, please. So in Union County, we have the POST program, which is the Peer Outreach Support Team. We are peer uh, recovery specialists who basically meet with those who identify as having mental health issues. Um, Does not have to be anything that's diagnosed. We do not ask for any type of medical documentation. All services are free. And we really come at it from a place of consumer-centered. So What is the consumer looking to do? What type of goal plans does the consumer wish to work on? Because not everyone may be ready to work on, you know, getting on medication, meeting with the therapist. Some people really want to work on coping skills or even just learning daily living skills, making sure someone follows up with them. You know, I want to learn how I can make sure that I'm keeping track of my hygiene, making lists, things like that. 
So that's one part of what I do. So I oversee that. And I myself identify as a peer person in recovery from a mental uh, illness. I also oversee our Esperanza Wellness Center, which currently is not a standing wellness center, but it's more of a virtual wellness center. So I would say as far as Esperanza, we provide about 18 to 20 groups a week. I have a staff who does that. They all identify as peers as well. We try to promote as much um, wellness as possible and also social events too. Like we just started a group called Big Time Fun Party, which was a ridiculous name, but it's pretty much an hour of big time fun party. So they play <laughs> games, you know, they listen to music, they watch videos, and it's just really about having a good just having a good time because we know that there's a lot of stigma and internal stigma that comes with mental illness. And we try to make people see that there is, there is hope and they do have the ability to recover. And sometimes all you need is just to meet like-minded people. And then in Union County, we also offer the intense family support services. So that's a program for families that have a loved one with mental illness. The IFIS program, they take part in helping the family really navigate and advocate for their loved ones going through mental health crisis. So they will help them work through hospitalization problems should they have them. They will also help them do some case management, things like that, provide group services. It's really to work on the family piece as a whole, which is, you know, is really important. And I love it because it's a great wraparound service for us. So while if this is working with the family, we can work with the identified consumer. It's a really good partnership in Union County that we have going on. And then also, not only do we have that, but we have our virtual wellness center, which offers 60 or over 60 groups a month. And that is a Monday through Sunday service from, I believe our group started nine o'clock in the morning to some of them go to about nine o'clock at night. And everything from IFIS to POST to Esperanza to United by Wellness, they're all free services. So we don't require anything but people who are willing and able to want to work on their, their mental health. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that is one of the outcomes of COVID. Obviously, during COVID, I think we all became familiar with virtual everything, including virtual wellness. These groups, I imagine, provide an opportunity for people who maybe can't get out to in-person meetings to get together with like-minded people or people who share similar concerns and get support that way. I love, I really do. I love it. A couple of days ago, we had someone say, I've really been able to work on my mental health because I have people, I may not live anywhere near them, but I've been able to establish these real relationships. That's what it's all about. Not having to feel and not having to do it alone. So providing this community of others who understand what you're going through, because sometimes, you know, you just want somebody to be there and just say, hey, listen, I don't understand completely, but I just want to be here with you to go on this journey. And not only are they being provided that within the groups, but that's one thing that we hope that they get out of working with peer specialists as part of the post program. The timing on this podcast is quite appropriate. This is our first podcast of the month of May, and May is Mental Health Month. Bob, why don't you tell us a little bit, what is Mental Health Month? What is the focus of that? Well, the focus is to get you know the word out of awareness for mental health. 
what's great about it is that I really, and really since COVID as well too, but even before COVID, awareness of mental health and mental health issues are starting to grow. So throughout the month of May, the Mental Health Association, we partner with dozens and dozens of different organizations statewide, and our local offices do local partnerships, uh, and there are even national partnerships to educate uh, members of the community about different services that are available, opportunities like our United by Wellness Wellness Center. Again, spread the word. The more word that mental illness is recovery-oriented, that there are plenty of treatments available for it, and where to access services. One of our big phrases is there's really no health without mental health. Mm -hmm. We're really trying to make those two statements uh, as connected as possible. So during our mental health month this year, we're going to be focusing on a couple of issues on a statewide basis. Uh, One is that the launch of the 988 National Crisis Line number started last year based off the old National Suicide Prevention Hotline that our Mental Health Association in New Jersey is part of. So the 988 number is available 24-7, seven days a week for people, that three-digit number for anybody who has any sense of needing a mental health service action. It's suicide prevention, but it's also for somebody who's looking for a service, who's looking for some kind of support. And that national number is a really important piece because now it's a one place, one shop stopping to get access to information. Uh, The other thing that we're really focusing on is educating the public, educating the public around issues about suicide prevention. And we have two programs that really work in that area. One is called QPR, which is Question, Persuade, and Respond. And that's a um, one and a half hour training that really just gives the average person some tools. If you think somebody may be in danger, you see things in somebody that just aren't right. What do I do? How do I speak to them? How do I talk to them? Not trying to turn people into therapists, but we're trying to turn people into being aware of what signs to look for, signs and symptoms. You know, that's a a training that we're offering around the state to work in partnership with local organizations. And the other program that we've been actively involved with is mental health first aid. And that's a whole day-long certification training we offer. Uh, New Jersey, our Mental Health Association has probably trained close to 40,000 people around the state in this national uh, model, of which there have been 3 million people trained across the country. That, again, really provides individuals with a lot of opportunity for information and understanding language, what services are available, and how to really uh, work on their own mental health, but also be an active participant in the community. We call it mental health first aid because we want it to be just like CPR. You don't have to save the life at the end, but you need there to be to help. Mm-hmm. So we think mental health first aid and, and CPR are two comparable things that go back to that same phrase, there's no health without mental health. So we're really working hard to become, to continue to build on the openness that I think is start as generated out of COVID for people to really grab onto it and take it to that next level. And we're very excited about the response in the community. People are really looking for support, looking for education, and we hope that we can help them get the services and the support and the information they need. I think as we look at this 21st century, people have become more aware of mental health. I think in part that's probably due to some of the major events that we've had in the 21st century. Of course, 9-11 which directly impacted Cranford. We had COVID, which affected people worldwide. But also on a local level, Cranford has been hit by a couple of serious floods in the 21st century. Mm -hmm. 
which again, causes a lot of mental stress. Can you speak to that a little, Bob, about how crises, both local and national, have an impact on mental health? On a couple of things. One, it creates that anxiety. And our Mental Health Association was very actively involved in the recovery from Sandy. We actually led the state's crisis response for behavioral health in that. And the anxiety that people have is, is huge uh, because they've never been through something like this before. If somebody has had a pre-existing condition, and I think we talk about that in health insurance, but they've had an incident in their lives that caused them stress, caused them mental health anxiety, bubble up anytime there's that kind of stress. So it's, you, you've had something that you may be under control and managing well, those bubble up. A major flood in your house, and, and my house, when I'm during way, I don't know how it made out during the last flood, but back when we were young, we were flooded out numbers of times. And it's a traumatic event in your life. When you lose, you lose property, you think you're in fear. There may have been loss of life. That's there as well, too. These are really dramatic times in people's, in people's lives that we don't want to overlook. Um, so the, the response is really community. It's communication. It's getting people some support that they need. It's developing all those coping mechanisms that you really need and really kind of focusing them on a, on a crisis. It takes a long time to recover from a crisis. If you go through some kind of traumatic crisis, let's say like a, a flood, it can take anywhere from a six months to a year before you're even ready to kind of recover from that. People try to suppress those feelings and express those situations, and that can cause increased anxiety and depression. So it's really connection. I think that's one of the key things that I've learned in my 40 years from here in mental health, which is interesting because I'm not a trained therapist. I didn't go to school for that. I went to school for political science and those things. But I've kind of learned that the whole thing is based on connection. It's the one-to-one -one connection that we have here on this podcast, as well as connections in the community. And that's a community of support that really needs to be there. And that's the key to, to good mental health. Jill, you talked about some of the resources that are available in Union County for someone who's listening to this podcast who would like to be able to take advantage of some of those services, whether they're virtual or in person. How might they go about finding out more, getting in touch, and participating? So I would probably say the easiest way to access anything, I mean, if they have the ability, is to just go right to our website. Everything is listed on there from what each county offers to what each service offers, and they are able to directly speak to someone. You know, the good thing about working with MHA and J or getting services from MHA is that we don't have any real lag time. So I love the fact that, like I say, we're always the untapped resource. So if someone calls and looks for peer-related services in Union County and they want to come to us, we can get them set up with someone within 24 to 48 hours, the latest. But to go back to your question, I would say the website is wonderful. It's very user-friendly and all the information is on there. So our website, just for those who don't know, is www.mhanj.org. And for anyone who is listening to this, that will be listed in the show notes. So just be able to click on that and go right to the website. Finally, I want to talk about the walk that's going to be coming up in June, Saturday, June 10th at Nomahegan Park, the Walk for Wellness and Recovery. Tell me a little bit about the walk itself. And again, even though this is early May, when people are listening to this podcast, there's an opportunity to become involved 
before the actual walk. Tell me about that, if you would, Bob. Right on our website, you can find access to the walk. It's right on the big top banner. This has been a uh, walk we've done for, I think, up 16 years. And it's been a great opportunity to bring the community together. So this year, we, we always try to get a different theme. We're always walking for recovery uh, because we feel that's something that we need to continue to emphasize. And it's an opportunity to, to bring people together from all different parts of the community. We, we try to make it very kid-friendly. We want this to be a fun event, and it, it really is. It's been each year, it gets it's better and better. Uh, so we, it's very kid-friendly. There'll be lots of opportunities with our little boardwalk theme this year. There are opportunities for kids to bring, so bring the kids down. Uh, we're very dog-friendly because there's nothing better for your mental health than a good pet. And we're really looking for people to uh, join, come to the walk, and really start a team. It's very easy to do on our website. Uh, start a team. We, we try to keep this very inexpensive to join, but we'd like to have people join, bring their kids on, get your neighbors involved. It's a nice way to spend a couple hours on a Saturday morning. There's also opportunities for lots of information. We have something called Information Alley, which is really a great opportunity uh, where we have a number of community organizations that are usually focused on, on mental health services. Uh, so you get a chance not just to see what the Mental Health Association does, but what our other community partners do, whether it's a treatment facility, a hospital, a nursing association, other community organizations that focus on health and wellness. We have some snacks. We have a wonderful performer who does the national anthem. There are prizes available throughout the day. And then it's a nice uh, walk around the park. Mm-hmm. And what better way to uh, promote mental health than getting outside and getting some exercise, right? Absolutely. Uh, there's also opportunities for organizations to sponsor sponsor the uh, the walk as well, from markers along the signs to the names on the T-shirt, and everybody gets a T-shirt who, um, who signs up for it. So we, we really looked at that it's an event that people go away from looking for, gee, when is it going to happen next year? And I think we've sparked a lot of people just to think about mental health in a different way. That's one of our, our real goals, to be become part uh, of the discussion and part of the connections to themselves and other parts of their community. Well, certainly something to look forward to. We've been talking on this episode of Cranford Radio with Bob Clay. He is the Vice President and Chief Operating Officer for the Mental Health Association in New Jersey. And Jill Schlossberg, she is the Director for Hudson and Union Counties. Jill, Bob, thank you both so much for being my guest here on Cranford Radio. Thank, thank you, Bernie. Thank you so much for having us.